get ready. Fasten your seat belts. If you haven't noticed, there are seat belts with each seat. They're invisible, but they're there, invisible up to a certain level. They're on the fifth dimensional seat belts. For our next presenter, bringing in the energy of the goddess, the divine feminine unleashed, freed up to share the, the Kundalini activation, the Shakti, the heart of the, the divine feminine. And uh, with her clairvoyant gifts and weaving in, you know how it's like that from a different aspect, how the divine always works and brings in so many different, from different angles, her uniqueness, coming to share her uniqueness. Genesee Roy, bringing her gifts. Please welcome our dear, beloved, for Venus with love, God is here, Genesee Roy. Give it up. You want to stand? Yeah. Right. You can try this if you'd like. Yeah. You want to try this one? This will at least contain my energy. I can speak pretty loud. Do you want to use that one? Maybe. Oh. Everybody, anybody in witness protection? Facebook Live. I'm trying three different things right now. Hi, guys. Witness protection, hi. Okay. Will do. All right. Hello? Are we good? I'll turn your app a little bit. Closer. Hello? Hello? Hi, everybody. I'm Genesee. I'm so excited to be with everybody today. This actually might really rain in my energy. So um, if, I'm sure you all have uh, checked this out since it's been up here for a good 20 minutes now. Dr. Tatiana Irvin and I do Solutionary TV. I've uh, been an invited guest the past four episodes with her. We go live Monday and Thursday. The content is all about Ascension Consciousness, but it's really about this empowerment movement where um, everybody is just being asked to step into the most authentic vibration of themselves right now. And so we're bringing that to you every Monday and Thursday on Solutionary TV. And um, yeah, and then this is going to be what's happening. And then the chakra deck is my app. So everything that I have, everything I've ever created, I have hundreds of meditations, I have free workshops. Um, I try and keep uh, everything except for things the publishers want to sell free. And so on the chakra deck app, it's very easy to download. That itself is free. And um, you can find just about everything. This PowerPoint will be uploaded because I'm going to talk very, very fast. Uh, back on Cosmic Ray's table, Raymond, Dr. Raymond Keller, uh, he let me put um, black postcards as well. So uh, it has all the information there for anybody who is interested after this really nice long two-hour talk we're going to go through. So that is the business. Now let's get down to the good stuff. Um, and I never talk with PowerPoint. I am really trying to rein my energy in. You guys will figure this out by the end of the presentation today. So at one point, I was Googling to find these images that I was going to use for the PowerPoint. And I, you know that bear with me with the big bear that's out there? Um, it's a meme that goes around. So I typed in bear with me, and literally this was the first one that popped up, and I went, perfect. Uh, because... 
as you'll soon find out, um, we will be tapping into some of this. It's the aliens. What does he always say? Whenever they flash to him, the only thing he says, it's like, it's going to be the aliens. So uh, we will be tapping into this about halfway through the presentation. Um, and then, so right here it says, I have never taught this before. I typically never teach the same thing twice or speak because this is this is my journey right here that I'm bringing to you. This is the culmination of the last five years of my experience in two hours. So as we start talking really, really fast, you'll understand why. I've never, ever tried to speak some of these concepts, speak these words, as you guys will understand. I'm an experiential person. So I don't, um, my path, my process started at five years old. I am a millennial. Anybody guess? In the back. Uh, so I was born in 1983, which some can consider 1982-83, right? Ushering in this whole millennial movement. Um, and I was born completely clear. And, um, and, and my Oma in the back, Oma! <laughs> uh, I brought her from Portland. Uh, and out from Ohio, so um, at five years old, I started manifesting severe migraines, right? Uh, anybody that does chakra uh, or intuitive uh, medical intuition work knows that uh, migraine headaches are usually a 40-year-old woman <laughs> condition, and um, it typically represents that third eye chakra developing and is considered the uh, fight of the seat of the soul. So it's really the last battle between left and right brain is what I understand migraines to be in spiritual terms. And so my process as a five-year-old in my poor family's process, she asked me actually driving down here, she said, Jenna, because that's what my family calls me, Jenna, uh, did, did you really, do you really know what this picture looks like? Do, do you really know what this is that you talk about? And I said, no. I said, you know, part of this process is kind of building the puzzle pieces of your life, and then when you get enough perspective, you can look back and say, ah, that's why everything happened the way it did. And they used to think I was possessed as a young child because I was dealing with, you get it? <laughs> I was dealing with so much so much energy, and it went from migraines to, so it was from five years old to um, 21. It went from migraines to, I was a full-blown insomniac. Um, I started having that happen at seven, and then uh, I was talking to like clown sheets, right, on my bed. Uh, happy, loving, I love you, you're so, <laughs> you've got such a big heart over there. I'm gonna just focus this here. Uh, so I had these clown sheets that would talk to me at night, and then, of course, at seven years old, I'd just stay up all night, and this happened all the way till I was 16, and now full-blown insomnia, full-blown migraines, ceiling would turn into things, but this isn't, it, there was nothing as I understand it to be as clairvoyant as I work through the clairvoyant realms now and when I go into closed eyes meditation and see and perceive things. Um, it was at that age, it was all just very confusing and very, uh, very confusing is the best way to describe it, right? And I had no mentor, I had no um, teacher in my life that was uh, in my path. So I lived a very isolated existence and spirituality and um, and had to do this all myself. I still to this day, you guys can tell
tell me some of the most, I only know Oprah and Deepak Chopra. Those are like the only two consciousness things I know. Uh, I have stayed so isolated and this has been, uh, I even came only like a half hour before my lecture happened just because we were having so much fun at the Mount Shasta Pyramid. Um, but my, my, have you guys gone? Oh my gosh, okay, write this down. Anybody who has not seen how fractal I am, we're talking multidimensional. I'll get you all into the spin of multidimensional in a minute. Uh, so Mount Shasta Pyramid, write it down if you don't know about it. Um, so we were talking on the way down and basically just diving into this whole experience of, of isolation and what I had to go through to really understand um, what ascension was. So I'll, I'll sit up here, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll sit up here until we're going to go into this slide. This is, starts getting really heavy. Uh, so basically to me, my entire path was kept extremely, you could use the words, I always say it's innocent. Uh, I've been told that it sh I shouldn't use the word innocent, but I just, um, it was a very singular journey, and it was singular because I had to uh, experience everything in a very unique way that then could get validated for me through my own experiences. Um, I came here, and my number one lesson was trust. Uh, who here, right? Come on, we're all human. This is like the number one human lesson. Trust was my biggest. And um, my process in getting to this point, standing here, I think I'm 35, um, is been about trust this entire time. And so basically from 5 to 21, it was an entire process of, and chakras are my language, so this is how I'm going to explain most of, this con of the multidimensional concepts that I understand to you today. Um, and so everything I, I experienced was basically inducing, blocking, carrying trauma in each of my uh, multidimensional levels here as a human that I decided to take on. Uh, so by 21, um, while most people were getting into their like rock star party phase, I was actually trying to put myself into my own detox because I had been westernized with medication of sleeping pills. I was on every, my oh my gets it. Like we had nights where I would be on like Imitrex. Imitrex was first coming to the market, which is migraine medication. I was like 16 and they gave me these new things that were right on the market and I'd take it hoping to take the migraine away and five minutes later I'd be convulsing on the bed and my grandparents and my mom would be cold compressing. So I numbed, I numbed my entire existence because left and right brain was way too much and I didn't have anybody to tell me what I was experiencing. And so at 21, I heard that voice that we hear in the back of the head that says, you know, I actually had a migraine and I had like my three, I took three now migraine pills to get rid of, knock me out, to numb me into a comatose state. And I had them in my hand and I heard that voice come up and say, uh, are you going to do this again? What if the pills are creating the dysfunction? Legit, as clear as day, this is what came out. So I'm standing there, and I was actually, uh, as divine would have it, in front of my full-length mirror, right? This is like the mirror reflection moment that we go through. And I went, well, not today, because I have this blazing migraine. So I popped the three pills, went to bed, whoa, totally went out. You guys see why I need hands, right? And... Um, and so the next morning, I woke up, and that voice was still there. And the voice said, you know, what if the pills are creating the dysfunction? 
And so that was the day I stopped everything. I went cold turkey as a 21-year-old. Went cold turkey. I, again, I had full-blown insomnia. I, I was also bulimic back then because bulimia, solar plexus chakra, is how we control everything in our existence, right? Um, and also everything else. I mean, you name it. I had sexual trauma. I had I, everything. I can go through every single chakra. But that's not what this, this talk is about. We'll get there at one of these slides. I told you this is like my life of experience. I'm trying to funnel it down to teach you the master archetypes of cosmic awareness and multidimensionality. All right, so that's basically a little history on me, what happened up until 21, and then from 21 to today, I knew the one thing that was, from being young, I knew the one thing that was going to save my life was meditation. And so at 21, as soon as I started detoxing, uh, I started to finally uh, get into the monkey mind practice, right? So I started to sit down um, in quiet reflection, and for me it was a lot of um, a vision board, but I'd do it in just lists of what I wanted to create, and I'd start to see those synchronicities happen in my life, and so that led to meditation, and then kind of stepping stones into all of the other awareness that started to come in and that's leading to this. So... I would like, I don't do this, but I, uh, so I've been, I just quit my 3D job, like, uh, June 11th, so I, um, I've been in the spa industry for the past 16 years, I started out running, I don't know why people, I needed to learn trust in this, uh, in this 3D realm, and so everybody trusted me for everything I ever wanted to do to learn that trust. So at 19, I opened my first spa in Rhode Island. I moved from California to Rhode Island. I uh, was trusted to open a full <laughs> Carnegie Abbey. It's like Robert De Niro was locker number one. Uh, and Sean Connery, locker number two. And I was 19 running this resort spa. Um, and then for the rest of my life, I've been a trainer of uh, cosmetic chemistry, microbiology, for product formulators, and running spas and everything my entire life. And so um, I have had to teach to like JW Marriott's, Fairmonts, you know, all their spa staff in, in uh, halls like this. And so one of the things you have to do to get people <laughs> in the vibe of it is get some crowd participation. I hated it. I hate it when I'm sitting out there, but I'm going to do it today because I need to know um, everybody's language. Language for me has become a thing of the past, and if you listen to me co-hosting Solutionary TV with Dr. Tatiana Irving, you'll see whenever she asks me a question, it's like, I have this headache, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have to feel this, what's coming through? So language is hard, I know, language is where we all get tripped up on, we understand certain concepts um, and principles of uh, esoteric cosmology differently, and so I just want to jump down off the stage... I don't know if this is going to work. And I, I reward vulnerability as well. I have awesome stickers with the Sri Yantra and dragonflies. Where are my dragonfly people? There's always dragonfly people in the audience. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's what I want to know. So I'm going to put uh, these first rows. Okay. So first row. Where did this whole row go? So ascension, I'd like you guys, so this row your ascension, this row your multidimensional. I just want you to turn to the person right behind you, and if there's not somebody behind you, get a group of three or four. And so you're going to just tell what you think ascension is, 
you're going to tell her what you think multidimensional means. And if you don't know, say, I do not know. Vulnerability is good. It opens the heart chakra. All right, so ascension. Got it? <laughs> multidimensional. Yes? All right, so you guys are going to flip around and just tell each other what that is. So here we're going uh, spiritual planes. What are the spiritual planes? And there's a hint there. So physical, emotional, mental, unity, spiritual. And then this row is dimensions. What are the dimensions? What do the dimensions mean to you? All right. So spiritual planes and dimensions. All right. Oh, my favorite. Okay. Guys, you get the good ones. Chakras. So chakras, right? So just pick, pick one of these that you want to talk about either. Chakras, the, um, the physical, emotional, mental, the four bodies, spiritual. Personality, self, soul, or high self. So pick one and just. I'm watching you. I'm going to call. You know if you didn't talk about it, I'm going to call on you. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, not you guys. Can you guys hear me? Even with the microphone, when I'm out, Ten more seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven. I'm coming back. Six, five, four, three, two, and one. Time bomb goes off. Mic drop. All right. So I would like to know my back. Okay, so uh, green shirt because you were biting your nails. So what what did your partner, what did you talk about? What one did you pick? Ascension. Oh, good, okay. So uh, what? give me a brief synopsis of Ascension. Yes, I love the, pu the puzzle analogy is my favorite. Yes, so he said, Putting together the 10,000, so his ascension, his, his timelines, he's got 10,000. So putting together the 10,000 pieces of the puzzle so that you can then see the clear path for ascension. Am I putting that together correctly? Oh, with the, with the Oprah aha moment. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Okay, are you a dragonfly or you're a Sri Yantra man? We'll give you a Sri Yantra. All right, so uh, who's got, back there, who's got chakras? Yeah, tell me about chakras. Cool, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it's discovery, did you say? 
Yeah, and so this is another, I love this. This is a great point. So chakras, how many people have heard there are seven chakras? How many people have heard there are 12 chakras, five chakras? There's an earth chakra, a soul star chakra. There's a few, right? There's infinite, right? If we're talking nadis and chakras, whatever. So yes, this is where we start getting confused with language, right? So we have to know how we're talking to each other to start understanding this multidimensional concept. So dragonflies or triantra? Dragonflies? Yeah. All right, so tell me, who's got, uh, no, hmm, I'll save that one. Who's got uh, the spiritual planes? Who knows anything about the spiritual planes? The seven spirit, yes. Nice, beautiful haircut. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so also considered sometimes the four bodies, the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies, right? Or the different planes. So I, I use this language a lot, and especially when we get into like another slide or two. So um, there's a concept here um, that there's these seven planes of existence, right? And then the seven planes of the human path, the human existence, um, can then turn into the seven planes of, of planetary existence, where the first seven planes that we can go through of transcending and ascending consciousness can then be fit into the first plane of the seven planes of the cosmic awareness scale. Um, and so the seven planes are the physical, emotional, mental, um, and then you have the unity, spiritual, divine, and monadic. Um, and so we'll get deep into that in a minute. Uh, Dragonfly or Sri Yantra? They're amazing stickers. They're on my computer. Dragonfly. All right, so who's got, for me, multidimensional? Who's been waiting for this one? I know somebody out there is waiting for multidimensional. Yes. Um, multidimensional is um, layers of uh, density. Layers of density. So layers of density that we can climb up and through to expand and learn more about ourselves. Yes? Okay, great. Uh, dragonfly, Sri Yantra? Dragonfly. Okay, somebody's going to have to run these stickers to everybody. And last one. No, we did Ascension. Ascension, multidimensional, please. Dimensions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's what you have to say when you're talking about them. So yeah. we revamp them into things that are more tangible. Yeah. Like the slower moving, the, the denser is the first chakra, you know, first dimension, but the chakras and the dimensions can all work together. Don't they? Beautiful. I love you. That's exactly what I needed to have uh, be said. All right. Oh, and I had a moon in there for our beautiful for the moon. So, yes, thank you. What's your name? White dress? What's your name? Annalisa. Annalisa. So that's exactly, as I call back up on the stage, Annalisa, that's exactly what the point I wanted to make here. So to me, all of these things are the exact same thing. In my, um, in my process, in my journey, uh, these words all, all lead to the same thing, right? And that's kind of a cop-out answer. But if we're all looking through the eyes of ascension, Right to reunite with whatever you consider zero point stillness matrix divine source. I don't know whatever other names you want to label this. 
right? So if that's, if that's what we all come from, right, uh, have been birthed from, and then if that's what we're all moving back to, if that's the stillness, that zero point, that one uniting factor within all of us, then how can anything be outside of that, right? So through how we've been raised, like I told you, my five years old to 21-year-old, the only book that ever came to me was the um, Celestine Prophecy and a colorful book on chakras. Like, those were my two things, right? And so I learned how to explain everything that we're going to dive into using chakras. Uh, chakras, to me, encapsulate everything here. So the chakras mixed with the planes. But then again, it's all the same thing to me. So that's just, I wanted to get kind of baseline, and I love what everybody said. We're all on the same page, so let's go deeper. Um, so, oh, here we go. Okay, so now this is, this is getting, okay, let me take a breath. Okay, so this is my life work right here. Um, multidimensionality. So, root to crown, right? So, if we're just going to stick with the main seven chakras, because this, to me, gives enough of an explanation about what makes us human here and what connects us multidimensionally to the totality of our soul existence. So from root all the way to crown, this is, these are basically the energetic vortices centers that tap into the different planes of existence. So the physical, the emotional, the mental, uh, and then the, the unity, the spiritual, um, and, and up to you know the divine and monadic. So um, basically what happens here is in chakra theory, um, we tend to, and I love when people were explaining, the only way humans can explain these concepts is we do things like this. Anytime somebody starts talking ascension, right, we see people do this. Um, or when we talk what, what level of awareness we're on, if we're 4D, we're moving up here, and then we're moving here, and then we're moving here. So for me, all of these concepts actually spiral down and into that one still point, right? That one unifying thing that is source. And so when I was being guided, again, to co-create um, a bit of my life purpose here on Earth, it started with chakra theory, and it started with me understanding, um, I'm going to jump ahead, because I think you guys want to know about the 12 planets, love and bodies, one soul. So it started with me Divine had me, basically when we started moving through this first physical plane, this physical plane of existence, um, Divine basically said, okay, here we go. You want to start your initiation process? This is initiation one, if you guys follow the seven initiations, that whole structure. So this would be initiation one, is where you have your knees to the ground moment, and you say, I'm ready, I surrender. Whatever it's going to take, whatever you require of me, I'm here right? Who's had that moment? Who's had that moment multiple times? Come on. I know you guys have had that moment. You're a very enlightened crew. You're all at my table, brothers and sisters, right? Um, so basically, the first initiation is choosing to be conscious. And we use the word conscious loosely here. So when we choose to be conscious and we choose to say, I am not only a part of this physical reality, but I am also connected to everything. Everything that is happening outside of me is because of what's going on inside of me. It's just a reflection. This is my co-creation, right? And so the first initiation is saying, yes, 
whoever you're saying this to, yes, I understand there's more than just clocking in, clocking out, nine to five, doing the rat race and being unconscious in this hamster wheel of life. So as soon as you have that first knees to the ground moment, basically you decide to go through the first initiation. And so what does divine do? Divine says, all right, you're ready. So here, we're going to bring, we're going to start mirroring everything in your physical reality is going to come up and start to address you in your world. I get lots of head nods. Yes, so this is how it works, right? So in chakra theory, so this is where we go multidimensional. This is how divine, this is how my language is a bit different than um, what I, if I pull up chakras on <laughs> online, right? So, um, you know, you get the classic seven chakras and it's like, First level connects to your physical body. Uh, your sacral chakra connects to the emotional body, which then we can start tapping into the emotional plane. So, you know, we do this linear kind of approach to chakras, yet what's happening, we all know we're going root to crown, crown back down to root, root to crown. We're living into these cyclical cycles of life. You can have a whole root to crown, crown back to root manifestation cycle in one day. You could clear all trauma, all past everything in one day if you truly wanted to. Um, yet, what we do is we stop and we humans like these stages, like these plateaus. And so what divine, when I started healing myself, again, this was a very inward, um, secluded kind of journey that I took, was divine started showing me that there are not only the... Um, vortices centers and that which you're bringing in. So the chakras to me are the, the timelines. So envision this. And I don't know how to say this here yet. So envision each chakra center, right? So we all know the classic. Let's just go root chakra down at the floor to make it easier, sacral. Solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. So just imagine there's a spider sitting at each one of those vortices points, right? And the spider's sitting on his beautiful web. Right? So the web are these different timelines that you're connected to multidimensionally, pulling through all cosmic awareness into this one space-time body that you reside within right here, right now. And so what happens is what we get um, engaged in is different, different levels of our awareness. These spiders, right? Things trigger the timeline out there. The fly gets caught in the, in the root chakra timeline out there. And it's like, bing, 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 bing. And so the, the spider starts getting activated here. And when you're only seeing perspective-wise from this far up on the mountain, from root chakra, physical plane, if you've only started initiation one to clear your physical reality, your physical body, how you engage in this human-to-human reality, all you're going to see is from that perspective, from that state of awareness. And so when that fly out there from your cosmic timeline on the please, whatever, lifetime that's saying, hey, you need to start healing the planet, when this triggers and, and you're only cleared to initiation one, this physical level, you just had this moment of, tell me what my purpose is. So as that timeline gets triggered in your field, what happens is you're down there at the base of the mountain, you're only seeing so clearly, you're only seeing the tree line, right? And so what happens when that timeline triggers because it's time for it to trigger, basically you stand there and Joe Smith comes from from accounting and starts talking to you about, did you hear that in Seattle they're starting to ban straws and they're going to start suing the, the waiters because they're giving straws out? And have you heard of these trash islands? And you're listening and you're feeling this resonance go through your body, 
but you don't know why, and so you're like, huh. And it gives you this mind kind of uh, pop, right? This, this awareness that something's being triggered. I don't know how, I don't know why, right? And again, this is something that on your timeline is coming in that's trying to get you to know that it's your time on this planet to basically start healing and working with Earth energy, yet you're only clear to the perspective of the physical body in these physical encounters. And so what happens is as this guy comes into your field and starts talking to you about this energy, it triggers for you this, this sense of alertness, of awareness in your field. And so it becomes this kind of subconscious, subconscious implant that starts to change how you think and view and act in what encounters you have in life. So with initiation one, with <laughs> physical body clearing, what happened for me was um, as soon as I said, I'm ready, give me my purpose work, divine went, all right, you're ready, let's, let's get you through that initiation. And so what happened was as soon as, so initiation one is basically wanting to be conscious. So what happened, oh, it's better, this is a lot less bright <laughs> from the projector. So for me, what happened, and so I have a story, I'm going to follow one aspect of my multidimensionality through to the end to try and paint a picture. So, oh my God, we're already an hour in. This always happens to me. I think I have like 40 more slides. Okay, so um, basically what happens uh, for me was I had a past life regression. This is 2013. So as soon as I had that knees to the ground moment, I went with a friend, had a past life regression, and um, had up to this point not realized I was clairvoyant. I had been an artist my entire life. Everything I used to paint, I paint in these really crazy ways. And I would tell my family that it was throw up of my brain. Like, this is the only way I could get everything in here outside of me. And so that's clairvoyance, if anybody doesn't know. Um, so I was holding so much in my mental field that I didn't know how to process. And so I painted. And so um, I didn't know I was clairvoyant at this moment in time. And so when I had the past life regression um, with a dear friend, uh, he took me in. It, was just a five, four, three, two, one. Okay, connect to the heart center, and boom, I was in, and I um, instantly a rainbow bridge came to me, and Jesus was on it. And so it's Jesus on the rainbow bridge, and I'm going, what? I was raised Catholic, so I'm questioning instantly, and I'm going, okay, of course, this is what my mind's creating. And so Jesus walked me on the rainbow bridge, rainbow bridge, um, from from basically lifetime to lifetime. And I got this whole story in one session. I saw multi-lives here on Earth and different existences. And it wasn't about what I saw, but it was about understanding. I would, I would be warped and dropped, and I could feel things happening here, but see here. And I knew everything that was going on, but I couldn't feel it. I could know the characters that were over here. And this taught me what uh, being clairvoyant and being able to tap into um, this world meant, right? So this is just... As soon as I had that knees to the ground moment and I started engaging with physical life and seeing synchronicities in every encounter that started happening, um, then I started having these validating experiences. So from here, initiation two. So the second initiation of the human, in my understanding, let's go back down to um, our levels of uh, awareness and existence, so as you work through the chakra column, and this is the, we have a self-actualizing flow, which is where you have to learn and move through the blocks, and then we have a divine manifestation flow, so a yin flow and a yin flow. And so basically in that first flow 
um, initiation one, basically you're you're witnessing everything what they say from like a throat chakra perspective, which is this 5D kind of you can start to feel into there's more than just me, throat chakra is 5D, it's your ability to tap into the multidimensionality. And so as you start to clear yourself, your physical body, um, and just basically own that everything outside of me is a reflection of what's going on inside of me, then you have the manifestation flow and something that's created that aligns to your purpose, to your path. So now when we're done with this first initiation, we hit initiation two, which then we're going through another uh, cycle, another flow, root to crown, and this time, now we're working not on our physical body, but our emotional body, right? So the physical etheric would be with the physical as well. And so now we're doing everything not only in, in concert with the dimensional levels that we're co-creating and tapped into, the spiders on the webs, we're pulling in all of our karmic timelines to heal through this next second level initiation, but now it's triggering us in this human body on the emotional plane. And so what happens is we start to get triggered. We start to get triggered through all levels of emotions. And this is what the Palladians, and we'll get into this, this is what they're so desperate for humanity to understand, is that humans are meant to swing from the polar opposites of whatever you want to label as the most dense negative emotion, fear. To me, it's probably the most dense. It keeps people the most stuck and trapped in in lower levels of reality. So from fear all the way up to ecstasy, joy, right? Um, the, the complete opposite, love, vibration, end of the spectrum. And the Palladians teach us that this entire spectrum is our divine, uh, it's, it's like the divine gifts and talents that we were birthed into this human suit to take advantage of. You have fear and you have the ability to be happy. Look at a two-year-old child how quickly they swing from fear, from anger, from jealousy, from rage, label it, to happiness, ecstasy, joy, love, and you're just like, what? I have a seven and eight-year-old boy, so I know this very well. And so with these, these beautiful children, if we can start to embody this and not get stuck in the emotionality, the trigger that is basically just that spider, again, the fly on the spider web, that's telling us, hey, now you just cleared your physical body, which is basically wanting to know everything you are co-creating in your physical reality right now. You just cleared that. So now initiation two is, let's see if we can get you to react, right? Let's see how well we can get you to react to what's happening. And so the fly lands on your different webs, starts triggering you. So these energies start coming in and now you're only you know, uh, uh, at the first plateau on the mountain because you're only up here where the emotional body perspective holds holds its um, foundation. And so now you're only seeing this clear on the mountain. We're trying to get to the seventh dimensional, or not seventh, excuse me, seventh plane of awareness. So in the emotional body, as you get triggered, basically what happens is when we get triggered by fear, what's fear teach us as an emotion? Fear teaches us it's fight or flight, right? This is classic psychology. So when fear is in our field, it's are we going to stay here or are we going to move forward, right? And so what, what are we willing to move into? What are we willing to hold trust in to move forward? And you can do this through every emotion, but every emotion basically as a trigger is here to just really teach us how to or what we're still naturally triggered by now in this more feeling body 
what outside of you that you thought you cleared, you thought you cleared your old relationship with your ex-husband, yet when he calls, um, you still get that like drop in the pit of the stomach and it's this like the energy wave comes over you and you're instantly triggered by the grief or whatever it is you're holding from that relationship. And so we can think we clear things on the first initiation level or this physical plane of awareness and then we move into the second initiation and now our emotional body is letting us know where we are still holding trauma, triggers, all of these things that are trying to grab our attention and take our power away from us. So the whole concept of this talk is to basically teach you that you have every single tool right now. It just depends where you are in this perspective level as to where you're seeing or um, gaining perspective over your multidimensionality. So everything in the world outside of you is basically working, co-creating with you to get you. I believe ascension is now. My belief system is we're all in ascension. Um, and we'll get to this if I get through these next few slides. Um, but it's, it's where are we in our perspective? What are we still giving our power to outside of ourselves that we're allowing to trigger us? And so it could be you're in the emotional body. So start using your emotions as a language, basically, to um, recognize. So anytime you're triggered by jealousy, okay, well, don't own it. You can go into jealousy for a minute and then say, okay, well, why am I feeling jealousy right now? What is jealousy? Jealousy is really just me wanting something outside of myself that I'm not allowing myself to have in this moment in time. So when we get triggered by our emotions, it's stopping stopping the trauma from, again, embedding and recreating a pattern or a lesson for us, and it's separating ourselves from it enough to ask the question, why am I, being, why am I letting fear trigger me again? Why am I letting grief trigger me again? Why am I in sadness right now? Why am I feeling this, right? So anytime we're in that feeling state, it's asking the question. Uh, so, Jesus fly, here comes the blasphemy. Okay, so Jesus fly, here's my next story. So as I was clearing my emotional body, things started happening. So as we clear our emotional body, any um, intuitive or healer or all of you, I'm sure, know that as you start to tap into the emotional body, you actually start to be able to become sentient, right? Feeling into other people's fields. So when you start clearing your own SHIT, you actually start feeling into other people's SHIT around you. And so um, what happens is um, we just become very sensitive in this feeling body and we start holding and clearing so much that we don't have these triggers happening where we're triggered by our own density, we actually now can start to gain the awareness of what these triggers are. So we, as we clear our emotional body, we really start developing our healing gifts, our intuitive gifts, the ability to read other people, other people's fields, emotional bodies, ors, whatever you want to label it as. So, um, so for me, what started happening when I cleared my emotional body, I'd actually just manifested a chakra oracle deck and, um, and to launch this on Kickstarter, I said, okay, I'm going to read for free. I'm going to read people for free, which I had never done before. So I did like 500 readings on people, right? And so this cleared my body very quickly. And, um, and so I had um, five guides come in all at once. So anybody who does um, work with guides uh, outside of yourself, one guide can be confusing when you have five guides that are all telling you, the same information, but differently, it makes you want to lose your mind sometime because 
uh, you're getting the grass is green and the sky is blue from one guide, and you're getting, no, 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 the sky is green and the grass is blue from another guide, right? And so this is the reality I was in now. I was so confused and so frustrated. I was getting very clear guidance, very clear downloads. I'd go into meditative states and sit for hours at a time and, and let these guides just pour onto me. And, um, and it was as confusing as could be. So what I ended up doing was um, asking the, I said, okay, this isn't working for me. Again, this is the solo, very individualized journey. I didn't have people outside of me helping me. So I said, this isn't working for me. I'm like losing my mind. You guys are telling me things that are making me want to like tuck tail and run and not do any of this work anymore. And because I don't know who to trust and trust is my big thing. And so what I did was I laid down the ground rules and I said, okay, you guys are going to come to me. I need you to come to me one at a time. I need to know what your purpose is, what you're working with me on, and what the goal here is because I need a plan. I'm a business girl. I need to know what this end goal is. And so um, very clearly, Jesus stepped forward first. The energy, let's just say this, the energy of Jesus stepped forward. And so this was my first uh, guy. He said, okay, so you need to wear the color red for the next week. Um, I'm going to come to you through the frequency of this color. When you're wearing this color, it's like an antenna. We're going to connect more clearly. You're going to hear me, feel me. It's just going to be our, our resonance, right? It's going to get your vibration there. And, um, and so I said, okay. So I'm like, in this state, I said, I do not want you coming to me unless I ask you. So I'm like setting all these ground rules with divine, right? I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You will, uh, unless I ask you to come to me, like, and you have to make these messages clear and strong. I need, I need something I can trust. I need guidance that, that is correct and aligned to me at this moment in time. And so, um, so at the finale of this kind of meditation moment with Jesus, I said, only if you need to get my attention outside of when I'm trying to connect with you, can you connect with me? But you met, better make it big. You better make it mind-blowing. You better make it huge. So I know this is you trying to get my attention that I need to connect and there's something that I missed, right? And so the week goes on and I'm in my office at the spa and this fly comes to me and I'm typing away like a good spot director would. And uh, the fly lands on my hand. And I look at the fly and I'm like, get away. And so this happened, I kid you not, probably 20 times in sequence. And finally the fly comes and looks and I'm like, are you going to tell me something? Not making the connection yet. So who would? And so, and I'm looking at it, I swear to God, this fly is like staring me eyeball to eyeball. And then it flies away. And I was like, okay. So... Then the day's over, come back to the office the next day, right at 9 a.m., get into the office, start typing away, fly comes back. And I'm like, oh my God, don't flies have like a 24-hour life cycle? I know this guy should be dead by now. And so the fly lands there, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like you gotta make this clear. What's going on? At this point, I swear to God, this thing was like nodding yes and no to me, but I had no clue what was happening. And the fly legit did this for me for a good, like probably feels like 15 minutes was probably like two minutes. This fly and I just had this like stare down in my office. And so fly goes away and I, I get home that night thinking about this fly, knowing I'm in the energy of connection. And I'm like, what is this sign of this fly? And I'm, you know, I'm at home now, my laptop's open and there's three emails 
sequentially. One is a spam mail about, have you found Jesus? The next one is from uh, Matt Kahn. Uh, oh, good. Hi, you guys like you guys. Who is just all heart-centered, ooey-gooeyness, right? And, um, and says something like, are you not trusting your guidance? And I'm like, you can't even make this stuff up, right? And, and then, so, then the next one, um, I can't even remember now, it doesn't matter, because then I look out my window, and I, there's a huge rainbow, and I'm going, oh my God, because like Jesus first met me on the rainbow bridge, and I was like, oh, it's like such shame, right? Shame moment, like, oh, like two days. I basically told this guy that like the only way you can get a hold of me and if you need to, like, don't do this unless you really have a message for me. But if you need to, make it loud, make it big, make it obnoxious. So Jesus' flight came into my life. I swear this is getting somewhere and we're painting a picture. Jesus is an underlying part of this story here. So clearing the emotional body, basically, now I'm, I'm in alignment. I'm receiving messages. I'm totally ingrained in what's happening, um, not only in my physical reality, but here, I'm starting to do shock, deep-level chakra work where I'm asking, um, I'm going into root chakra, and I'm asking, okay, whatever density I have here, like, bring it to me. I'm ready. I don't even care what it is. Bring it to me. So I almost got divorced during this time. <laughs> I almost quit my job. I probably could have killed my beautiful two little angel children. Like, everything that was dysfunctional in my life basically came up to get healed as I was healing the emotional body. And we wonder why people, humans, don't want to go through the ascension process. It's all root chakra, right? This is where all change starts in our foundation, in our root chakra. And, like, taking that first step requires trust and faith. And then it also takes our ability to change and our willingness and readiness to change that pattern, the cycles we've been holding, the density, the karma, everything that we've been compacting into this field. And so initiation too is all about clearing this emotional body and connecting with Jesus' fly. I swear, you will not see a fly without... And my Oma and I were in our hotel room and I was pulled out my laptop. I've only done put these PowerPoints together like three times. And I pulled it out. This is the third time. And Jesus fly lands on my hand. I'm like, yeah, Jesus fly! I'm like, yeah! Because this whole PowerPoint was kind of constructed around him. And my Oma's sitting on the bed next to me. And she's like, dang, this fly, Jenna. And I'm like, oh, it's Jesus fly. She gets it now. All right. So... Initiation three. Oh my god, this is kill. Look at my back. Oh, this one's hurt. So initiation three is your mental field. Is anybody? Uh, let's see. Yes, you've all been there. You've all done it. Uh, I was gonna say, has anybody like done this work on this kind of level where you go plane by plane, uh, really focusing on just physical body, just the, me- the emotional body, or typically we do it kind of in that beautiful root to crown, crown back down to root, where we're just clearing trauma, clearing the density as it comes up. Um, so I did this very step-by-step, step, again, the human plateau method, so that I could create tools around it. Um, this was my purpose. But to do the mental field all by itself is just like, it just kills me to even think about what has to happen to do clear your mental field. So the mental field, let me go back to this slide. I'm going to go all the way back. This, because the one I passed by. So this is how I see life. This is this is my Bible. Um, if you write down esotericcosmology.org, 
I found this website when I was seeking, probably back in 2013, when I had my knees to the ground moment, this site popped up in my field. I have no clue what I typed to get that site. Um, and I found this chart, it's not this, but it's a really beautiful chart with all, all languages, all concepts of ascension, multidimensionality in one succinct uh, chart. And, um, and this, as soon as I saw the chart, I had no clue how to put into words what I was seeing, but I knew it was my entire, uh, often I say belief system, but my truth, because belief systems are, we don't want, but it was my truth. It was my authentic truth. When I saw this, it resonated so deeply with me. And this is how I teach ascension, multidimensionality, however you want to term it. So uh, we have these different triads, and these are the planes, the, the planes of existence, um, the bodies, the chakras, however you want to say it. Um, so the first triad, let me get out of the way here. The first, the first triad um, is your physical body, well, your physical plane, your emotional plane, and half of the mental plane. As we, this, this would be considered the evolution out of, this would be the 40 ascent, or the heart chakra, right? What we're all striving for. This ascension that we're all, all talking about. To me, um, when you clear this first triad, you are basically in the space of no time, no space in the heart chakra, where you are tapped into the causal body. Does everybody get that? The causal body is where all the spider webs come, the seven spider webs of all planes of existence come to one spider on one web that has complete mastery over all all of his not only akashic or human timelines the human soul timelines but also the cosmic timelines that he's tapped into and so as soon as we clear physical emotional mental body we are basically tapping ourselves into our causal body or our multi-dimensionality which is all time all space everything we've ever been a part of um and then, as we tap into, when you, when you claim that space, the, the first half level, the first half plane of the mental body is your causal body. So what they say is your soul, through every incarnation, takes a cup of the awareness of you, the totality of your soul, right? The uniqueness, it is you, but is a part of this matrix that we're all connected to. So in every incarnation, your soul, what it does, the totality of your soul takes a cup of your soul and takes it down into this incarnation and says, this is what I'm going to do when that incarnation's over that, let's just say, it's colored with all of your life experiences. It goes back up and it pours that one little cup into the whole bowl of the soul. And now the whole bowl of the soul is twinged just a little bit darker with the, the color of your life experiences, right? So... In my understanding, our goal as humans in this time in this space is to reconcile our physical, all the trauma, density, everything we've accumulated karmically from our physical, emotional, and our mental body so that we can be the one spider inside of the entire web that is basically pulling in the totality of not only all of its human experiences, all of those, those colorful life experiences of the human, but also goes into every cosmic lifetime, cosmic experience we've had. And then can be conscious, hold that collective conscious space um, in this one human body to be able to be the light of ascension that's already here, right? Does that make sense? I know I kind of went on a rant there. This is my passion right here. So this second triad is what we call high self. 
when you clear, so the first step here at this level, when you start to move into all of those fractal timelines that you're connected to, and I might get there. Yeah, I'll get there. Um, uh, when you start moving into those fractal timelines that you're connected to, basically what happens is there. Then you're asked to reconcile all those timelines. It's like, are you willing to let go of your personality that you have created here in this human space? Are you willing to let go of that and be the totality of who you're supposed to be in all time, all space? Let me tell you, it is the hardest son of a gun. <laughs> I get triggered into personality about every day. Like, I'm somewhere wavering in between these two right here. I get triggered so hard, so deep, so fast, it's crazy. So, um, basically, when you then reconcile all of your causal body timelines, all those timelines that that spider is connected to, when you become the spider that knows, boom, boom, when those flies are triggering, what's happening, where you're being called, you now live high self. So I didn't explain this to you earlier, and I'm going to try to right now. I have this amazing football analogy to explain the personality, the soul, and the high self. Do you guys want to hear it? They, 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 they downloaded this for me when I had to teach something to, to some dense men. So football analogy, here it comes. Okay, so, um, so this is how I understand the personality, the soul, and the high self. All right, so you are the quarterback on the field, right? This is the personality. So when you're the quarterback on the field, you see your teammates, you know what your job is because your quarterback coach, I don't know these terms, your coach is telling you exactly what to do, telling you the plays, you're going to run blue 92, and you know that means I'm going to 54 out there, and it's going to be this thing, right? And it's going to get a touchdown. You guys see how well I explain this, right? So this is the soul. The soul has one job. The soul is the quarterback. The soul knows what he's supposed to do. The soul is playing the game against Denver Broncos, against who knows. And, um, and basically, this quarterback knows exactly what he's supposed to do every time. So the soul, oh, did I say he's the soul? I'm sorry. He's the personality. He is the personality. He's the individual personality. So the soul is sitting at the 50-yard line. This is the causal body. So the 50-yard line is where your soul sits. The soul gets to see every player on the field, right? The soul gets to see the quarterback, the defensive guy, the cheerleader, <laughs> the coach. So the soul gets to see everybody, gets to see the game as it's being played out, gets to see the play calls, gets to see the tackles, gets to see everything. And this is our soul. So the totality of our soul is the unique collection of all of our individual personal experiences, incarnations, the personality is all these different individuated incarnations that make up the game of our life. And so the soul is the one that gets to see the game, knows what's supposed to be happening, can see very clearly how the game's progressing. High self is sitting in the nosebleeds, right? High self looks down and says, yeah, I see, I see there's a game going on down there. But high self sees, not in the San Diego Chargers Stadium, because like the city line and then the beaches behind you. And the high self gets to see everything. Gets to see the city, the mountains, the ocean, and sees humanity in total, in totality, right? And says, I see how you, how that soul right there is a part of all of this. And the, the high self is the one saying, all right, that looks good. It looks good what you're doing. I understand your unique vibration in this world, in this game of life. 
but let's all let's all maybe move to the mountains. It looks a little bit clearer up there, right? So high self is the part of all of humanity that recognizes our unique individuality and what we bring here, but is also orchestrating all of humanity to move in a specific direction that suits where our collective consciousness is focused, right? Does it make sense to everybody? Or does, I mean, this is my, again, I haven't, this is my stuff, so I hope it makes sense to you guys. I would love if it made sense. I thought that was a pretty cool, like that was a download before I was going to sleep one night. They're like, look, what if you explain it like a football game? I'm like, oh, it makes sense. So that is basically high self right there. Your second triad, when we basically as a soul can reconcile all of our timelines into the one consciousness where we see the game that's happening right now and we say, I see the quarterback, but I'm not just that quarterback. I'm going to play the entire game. When we can let go of the, the personality, this individual incarnation of Genesee Roy, and be the different quarterback. I'm sorry, I've got to let go of the analogy. Be the entire game that's being played out and unite together as that total soul wisdom, pulling all of the gifts, all of the talents of every player on that team together to be in concert with everything that's happening, then we become an integrated member to high self. This is where we say high self is then able to guide us as a conscious being here because it's no longer about what we see as the personality, as that quarterback, and I want to make this throw, but the coach is going, no, make that throw. So I can't let it go. So basically what's happening is high self, when high self comes on board, we have to have let go of our personality, our individual perspective, because how we see things as the quarterback might be differently than how how the entire stadium seeing things, right? So high self really can only, and it integrates with us all the time, but until we hit this perspective of the second triad, which is in full clarity, this third initiation of the mental field, once we trigger and let go of that personality, we really can't step into um, guiding humanity in total, in total concert towards the greatest good of all because we still are holding on to what we think our version of that should be. Okay, so where was I? Rainbow Bridge. Jesus fly. I hope you guys see Jesus flies everywhere. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> you will see the flies differently now. Okay, so after tapping into, let's see, I just want to make sure I'm Okay, let's just get into the good stuff. So basically what happened to me after I cleared my mental field, and let me tell you how I cleared my mental field. It was legitimately just saying, cancel that, cancel that thought, cancel that thought, cancel that thought. So after I had cleared physical and become in harmony with everything that was, I was basically co-creating in my reality, realizing that anything that was outside of me was just a reflection of some of everything that was going on inside and then I became non-triggered by emotions, which means I flowed through. I mean, you guys will see me. I, like If I'm standing still, I just flow. I'm in sacral chakra energy constantly. So um, allowing myself to feel emotions, because that's what humans are good at. we got to feel the emotions, but then understand why an emotion is coming through us, because it's just another level that we are um, tapping into the feeling energy of the universe. And so when you clear that emotional body and use it as a language and not as, 
you know, problematic or dysfunction or, oh, why do I always get mad or why can't I let go of this sadness? Um, when you can use it to guide you, then you're in harmony with your emotional body. Mental body, oh, here we go again. So mental body is all about, um, basically, it's getting, uh, it's getting very lucid on the fact that the left brain, what you think you know, is just not even <laughs> worth a cent anymore. So, and that's a bad way to say it, but basically it's, it, it's, it will flare up everything that is personality driven, that is ego driven, that is, this is, I want to stay in my job because it gives me six figures and it creates a really solid foundation for me to do things and I get to play and I get to fly wherever I want and I get to go gamble how I want and do what I want and I don't have to think about bringing through that purpose work that's telling me you need to stop that job. And you need to get in alignment to your purpose work. When we see in our personality, when we see as the quarterback, we're basically, and this is all mental body, when we think we know what's best for us, we get in the way every single time. And so mental body is all about being very present with everything that you're carrying from here up. It's all of this really high-frequency, amazing energy that, that triggers us through thought form, that triggers us through divine download, that triggers us through visuals, that triggers us in how we speak, what we're saying, what we say yes to, what we say no to, and your heart will tell you if you're in connection. Any thyroid problems, this shows you where you're disconnected from head and heart. So um, your heart will tell you how in alignment, how clear your mental body is. Because when you constantly can't manifest or bring things into this physical reality, anything below the heart is low self, is your physical human reality. So if you are not able to manifest what you want in this life, it's most likely because the personality is in control and you have not yet let go of that mental field to be in complete openness to everything that's trying to divinely co-create with you, through you, by you, all that good stuff. Okay, so now onto the good stuff. So and this is why I was invited here. Only an hour and a half into the presentation. So, uh, 2015, this is when this started. So, as I cleared my mental field, and I hadn't cleared it completely, what I had actually done after Jesus Fly came in and I met with those five guys, and I clearly aligned my energy and felt how they were coming through me and what they were wanting to co-create with me, I actually channeled a book that I called... Developing Your Unique Gifts and Talents. It's a mouthful. My publisher is changing it to 77 Windows to the Soul. I picked the name, but we changed it. Uh, and so uh, basically, as I was channeling this book and bringing this book through with the guides who had come in and wanted to teach people how to get into the emotional body, um, basically what happened is as soon as I channeled and finished that book, I put it away. I thought I was done. Usually when you're done doing work like that, you get at least like a year off um, when you complete something like that. Um, and so I thought I was done with that part of my spiritual existence. And right, like I swear, probably one week later, I started getting taken out of my body. So I had cleared, um, I had actually, I didn't clear my mental field yet, but I started tapping into this aspect of there's something greater than me that knows more than me that I'm going to trust in completely and bring through me in my way, in my amazing personality, vibration to this world. And so as I did that and became a clear vessel, a clear channel, um, basically what happened was I started getting triggered 
um, taken out of my body. And, um, and I have this awesome book that I asked my husband if I could just read you guys passages from the book because the frequency is like so phenomenal. And he's watching right now and he's like, Genesee, you cannot read a book on a stage. He's like, you cannot. That's all I wanted to do was read some of these passages. So basically what happened was um, I started getting taken out of my body. During the day, bam, I'd just leave. And I had no clue what was happening at first. I hadn't had this form of astral experience. And, um, and I would be with my family, and then I'd be going through. And it was, as cliche as it sounds, like the Star Trek warp speed um, there'd be an angel that would put a golden hand here, an angel would put a golden hand here, and all of a sudden I'd go up, and it was like, um, I hadn't done, I did I lost, I hadn't done like DMT, people say it's like a shotgun to the head, and you feel like you're on a roller coaster ride, that's what this experience was, and I, I could, um, by like halfway through, I got taken to 12 planets to see 11 of my frozen different bodies to understand my one soul, right, so it's a mouthful, but, um, Basically, what happened halfway through, like on planet six, when I was being taken, I could tell you, I knew the exact pattern. It'd go like up a hill, down a hill, we'd start weaving, I'd I'd do like two laps, a down and up, and they'd take me on this same like wormhole ride, but it'd get deeper and deeper every time I'd go. And and then when I'd get to wherever I needed to be, um, and again, I don't have wor- I don't have a lot of words or knowledge or understanding of this. You guys probably know more about this than I do. Um, and they kind of like push me outside of the wormhole, and I'd almost like get a look down. And I remember sometimes I'd be like, I don't know if I want to go into whatever I'm supposed to go into, and I'd get like a nudge out right the door, and then I'd almost like drop into um, a 4D or 5D version of my existence on the different planets. So I know this is kind of a cool part, so I just uh, put the different planets, and I'll tell you the experiences I had just to, I know that's kind of what this conference is about. So the first planet I called the planet of peace and connection. It was a planet on the Pleiades, in the Pleiades system. Some I know, some I had no clue what they were. Some I understand. Anyways, we'll get into it. So um, the planet of peace and connection, this was like one third of the book. It was really important. It made so many different parallels between Earth. And so the Pleiades, so number one, I met with multiple different beings, whatever you want to call it, interdimensionals, I call them aliens, I know that's like faux pas, but um, they were different different beings, angelics, whatever, they're just all these different beings, and every single one claimed that they seeded Earth, I just thought that was hilarious, so every single one told me that they seeded Earth in some way, shape, or form, um, and claimed it, right, and um, so the Pleiades, the Pleiadians have such a huge love and respect for humans, um, because we are embodying so much, so much of what they had gone through, and some of their dysfunctions in the state that they're in now. Um, but they were showing me things on this planet um, about how we share a, a sun. They were showing me the movements and rotations of Earth and how our suns connect. Which I mean, I you know now I know this stuff because I've studied some of it, but um, how when our suns are in alignment, right? This is like when we channel. This is when we go do all of our amazing co-creating work together as, as humans. This is when we get all this really amazing energy coming into Earth, and they were showing me how these suns align, how they connect to us through that. They were showing me their gridded cities and how they have aquifers, which I didn't even know the word aquifer before I wrote this. 
um, part of this book, they were showing me these lime, underground limestone channels, and they were showing me green stones to get me to understand limestones with holes and hot water pouring, bubbling through it, and how you know the channel would open one way or another way depending if the power was going on or off. And there were all these like Carcomer diamonds implanted into the walls. And so, I mean, everything they showed me, I'd go back to Google after I saw it, and I'm like, what do green stones with heat and holes in it mean? And then I find the word aquifer, and I'm like, that's exactly what they were showing me. And so they were trying to show me how that they captured the physioelectric, am I saying that right? Energy of crystals to basically create a grid over their city that, um, that fed the life bodies of the beings. And as you move through the grid, uh, you would turn into, um, I always use the word bangy balls. What are those things in Shumai? Bangy balls? Buggy balls? Buggy balls, because they seems like they just go like this everywhere. Whenever you hold shoot the crystal, that's how my body feels. You can feel it. And this is what happens when you move out of the, the grid of their city. And um, and one of the most amazing things, so this whole planet was about honoring their, their planet. And so they worked in ways with these huge flowers, sedum flowers. They'd go into it, and there was this reciprocal give and take of energy where the flower basically purified the beings, uh, entire energetic body, and they were telling me how sad it is that we actually harvest our flowers on Earth. I'm sorry to aromatherapy people, but it's uh, that's a great. I mean, we're in such vibration with the healing potential of our of our flowers. But they were saying that these flowers should be like ten times the size here on Earth, but they're not because we don't have this reciprocal give and take of the energy. We're not feeding them. And they have this amazing ability to heal our bodies completely and totally. And they were showing me things about how they work with the trees in their forests. I mean, this was like one third of the book. It was all about Earth and, 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 and how we're caretakers of our planet, but also how we're in connection to the cosmic energy. So that was just the first planet. Let me go through or I'm not going to have any time. Um, oh, this is like one of my favorites. So I'm going to say this about everyone. So the half animal, half human planet, I was greeted by what came through. They said they were centurions. Is that a right name for a race? Centurions? I don't know. Um, they look like big golems. And what I understood much, much later, after, years after this book had been uh, written, uh, where the centurions were guardians of this planet to protect the half animal, half human beings, but it was legit golem. Like these were huge clay vessels that were imbued with a, a, a telepathic connection to other beings that were that were protecting these beings on this planet in the Orion system. No clue, you can read, but you guys will probably know way much more than I do about this stuff. But basically the half animal, half human planet were, again, ones that were saying they seeded Earth and they were trying to tell me and educate me on the, um, the ritual process that animals and humans go through in melding um, their energies. And that's what created these half-animal, half-human beings on this planet, which very Egyptian. They had two big pyramids. The rite of ritual was very much so like a rave party. <laughs> uh, but there were these huge vortices centers that actually our pyramids are aligned to on this Orion, this planet in the Orion, that we actually have communication and ability to do teleportation still through what they were telling me. 
and we have these huge swirling vortices centers with almost, it seemed like, water that would create some kind of mist up through the floor of the pyramid that would create uh, the ritual rite for an animal and a human to unite and to bring the aspects of each into union. Um, and they were ta- and of course our shamans, our Native American shamans on this planet, how they have the awareness to blueprint, right? So they would paint the children in Native American tradition. The children would get painted with the bird, the hawk wings, right? Or they take on the rabbit, or they take on buffalo, right? And by doing that, you imprint the animal's energy field with your own, and you still have this ability. And they were teaching me how this is such a lost art. Not to us, I know all of us here are probably very much so into our animal totems. But to be able to take on the different frequencies into our own energetic blueprint, like just by calling Hawk in and feeling Hawk's wings, you can have Hawk eyes and see clearly whatever it is you're trying to co-create or manifest in this reality. So much wisdom from this planet and such a fun one. Like I can still remember when the, I called him my brother. He was like a raven headed with a human body. And every time he'd laugh, his beak would like clack. And I legit would laugh for like five minutes. It sent pure ecstasy vibration through my body, like this clicking beat. I can still get into it if I really want to. Okay. Ah, so the dragon planet. This was um, shown to me. This was a fractal version of Earth and get ready for it, the year 2300. Um, where, and forgive me because how I get shown things is really just how I'm interpreting energy a lot of the time. Sometimes there's no way conceptually for me to see when, because a lot of these planets I remote viewed on, and a lot of these planets I astral traveled on. And so um, sometimes I would not have a context for what was trying to be shown to me. But basically they were showing me a version of Earth, and there's like prophetic, uh, uh, like year uh, prophecies made in this part of the book. Uh, it has to do with Russia, <laughs> back from 2015. Um, and um, they talked about how there's a timeline that is uh, in play that could co-create that um, basically drives humans underground and our surface of the planet becomes impossible to live on. And they showed me that the dragons, interdimensional dragons, had to come in and burn down the entire top of the planet to actually regenerate it. And so these humans were living in the inner earth in crystal fields and only talking to Dr. Tatiana Irving did I actually find out that there are actually inner earth beings that live in crystal cities or something. And so how she explained it to me was like dead on to what I had seen Um, and and still had the ability to teleport because of the crystal energy they could teleport from like inner city to inner city. But um, it's really, um, um, I don't know if I want to say So it's really interesting because when I, at the completion of writing this book, I was given a year off, finally got my year off. And um, so 2017, I was told to take these master trips. So um, long story short, I came to Shasta in 2017 and with only just a room, knowing I'd be guided and what to do. Most of them were crystal gridding. And um, at the end of that trip, I was sitting at the base of the mountain and the dragon from this planet came back and basically told me that um, the timelines were happening and and now I'm back again and I'm seeing with all the fire. It's really crazy. It's just really, really crazy. But um, 
So, yeah, I'm not on a bad note. I'll get back to it. I'm going to reconcile that, I promise. But, I mean, it's just something to think about, you know? It's, I know I'm not giving you enough information to think about it. I'm just giving you a little bit. I'm sorry, there's 12 minutes. If you guys have questions, I'll be quiet and let you ask. Um, so, bubble planet, basically a planet that are destroyed from radiation. I'm going to, like, run through these. Learning planet was, again, so basically every time I got taken to one of these planets, they showed me a frozen vessel on the planet with my body. Um, that was being held in suspended animation for me in that moment, in that exact moment in time, so that here on Earth, I could have a co- enough of a cord of a connection to this to this timeline that it was easier, it was like an antenna of connection. So, um, and I'll get into this when I get to the heaven planet. So the learning planet was all about, it was actually a planet that intergalactically, all of these beings, it was like, a, I don't know if federation is the right word, but all these beings that wanted to help teach and heal and, 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 and share their wisdom and knowledge with other beings created this um, school on this planet. And so many people were a part of it. And then there was um, misuse of it. And, um, and they had to, it basically got destroyed. But they said that uh, everybody who was working on this planet has reincarnated and is teaching Cause in intergalactically, if that would be the right way to say it, um, from the teachings of this planet. Um, so also they told me after writing this book that each of these planets would resonate and activate time, the people here on Earth because they said so many of us had timelines on these different planets. Stopover planet, again, Dr. Tatiana Irving told me that this is like a legit thing. So this was something that's orbiting our Earth right now. It wasn't really a planet. It felt like a space station. And they were abducting humans. So nothing I've ever done was ever negative. I've, again, been kept in a very clear alignment to my authenticity. I have never, ever, 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 conspiracy is never a word I would ever use. I don't think there's anybody playing on our negative of the government's doing. This is where I'm very, maybe naive in a way, but um, everything I've seen was all positive. I feel like if we can hold our own power and authenticity, that there's nothing out there that could ever impose on us, and that's what I try and teach people, is how to find their complete authenticity so that it doesn't matter who, what, anybody's trying to throw density or whatever at you, it doesn't matter because who you are is exactly who you're supposed to be in, co-creating this divine matrix, expanding it. So the stopover planet, they were taking beings from Earth, and um, and actually it felt like they were upgrading, updating, activating. Um, so that's, but I see these beings on like conveyor belts within, I don't know, there were different, there were angelics on that, there were also, I'm going to use the word alien, I know they hate when I use the word alien. The fairy planet was so cool. All this planet wanted to teach me was joy. It was like rivers of, of um, and so this was like teaching me Genesee, don't just work, it's play. So I had this like timeline to the fairy planet to help connect me into that. They had these amazing rivers that I swear were just like ecstasy, like liquid ecstasy. And you'd go into it and just, it was amazing. Um, the magnetic planet, I called it this because it was like, it was a planet that was like hovering over another planet and it felt like it was magnetized in a way to do that so that's why I named it this angelic I went here twice I saw myself as a human carrying a timeline of the angelic and I saw myself as an angelic who was a teacher to humans they said that happens a lot of the time that if you're holding angelic um, timelines that you're not only going to be the human 
that is almost like a conduit to the angelic teachings or the David teachings, but also you will be the, the David that's, to me, David, you have David timelines and you have human timelines. Human timelines are like uh, helping to co-create our matrix and expand our matrix through physical experience. Um, and angelics are like the ones that are creating the fabric for that experience to grow on. And so I see so many angel. I have so many friends that are angels. I can look out and like find you right now. So it's like humans and angels just play together really well all through time and space. Um, the science planet, these guys I also call the resource stealers. They would harvest things from other planets for their own planet's sake, but they learned what they were doing was depleting not only other planets, but then dist- possibly disturbing their system. And so they stopped and they started becoming interdimensionals on other planets. So fifth dimension, they would go in and basically um, help uh, people in understanding how to better shepherd their planets. The fire planet. This is shamanic, if I've ever like, seen it. So um, uh, this basically, the main concept, they were teaching me through this planet um, how to work with timelines, how to change timelines. Just long story short. <laughs> the amphibian planet, I talked about this on a show with Dr. Tatiana Irvin um, recently. Uh, so as soon as I dropped into this planet, it was, uh, it, again, it was an inner earth, and I thought this was a separate planet than ours, but now with all the knowledge I have from talking to really wise people, um, I actually think it's a, a, what, what, something on our earth. Um, so I dropped into, if you guys saw the shape of water, when I saw the first ad for that, I was like mind blown. I sat in the chair and I told my husband, I'm like, I have to see that movie, I have to see that movie. It was like they had taken exactly, and this was 2015, it was like they had taken the exact structure and like, and if you saw the end of it, the energy of that day, like full body goosebumps, and like somebody else had that timeline and is here and is creating because that was me on that, in that water world. Um, as soon as I dropped into that, I could breathe through like six different areas of my body and again, something I won't ever forget the feeling of, of how I could breathe so differently than I can breathe now. And so the whole concept of this planet was these these amphibian people um, were put in servitude. It seemed like angelic type beings had come to the top of the planet and, um, and forced them to harvest the underground power sources and until it was used in, to- like in total completion and basically killed most of their race and then the ones that survived were put in service on the top of the planet and so it was just this really interesting dynamic um the heaven planet okay we're at the end so the heaven planet this is the total journey right so the one thing that they and the one thing i wanted to teach you or or not teach but teach you from my personal experience um and this is about the master archetype. They called it the master archetype. The heaven planet they showed me was a place where beings, and I think these are our, these are, this, this is timelines of us, okay? So everybody in this room, because they told me at that time when I did this book that only 11% of humans had this, 
this level and that we had to get to 33%. I have not checked in. This was 2015. It feels like we're very close. But there, I swear, everybody who's in this room, everybody who has become conscious is a part of this, what I would call back then, 11%. Um, so the people here who are ushering in, and these are what we call the Ascended Masters, right? So uh, we keep saying the Ascended Masters are going to come, the Ascended Masters are going to come. And to me, I see the Ascended Masters, I see people, you, holding timelines already to soul connections to what I saw on this heaven planet. So how they showed me this heaven planet was legit, like think California, the gridded, right? The, the gridded streets, like every street at a 90 degree angle to every other street. And um, in every center of the different roads, I mean, it was legit a grid, right? There was a grid. And, um, and in every square space of the grid was a temple. And um, although they all were the same, they were all morphing and changing and different every time you looked at it. Um, some things I recognized symbolically, some things I didn't. And this was, they told me this was like the cosmic Akashic Records. So the Akashic Records for the us humans, we have our soul. This would be the causal body, what we can tap into and understand about what's going on right now um, for us in this personality. Um, the heaven planet was like the cosmic records. And it held these archetypal energies that our cosmic collective has put power into. And so they showed me a temple that was like, I labeled it as Buddha, Jesus, the devil, right? All these archetypal energies that the collective, his bank account, like deposited energy into. And these are the timelines and the things that we're carrying into this collective. And, um, and the whole concept of this planet was um, I kept saying, well, that's the Jesus temple. And they're like, no, 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 no. Jesus was a man that incarnated on your planet that hold, held the 12 timelines into this temple. Because in that temple, there were 12 vessels with 12 suspended animation bodies. I saw people on this planet in um, meditative states. And they would get activated. They'd be instantly activated. And I swear this is as soon as you go through initiation one, boom, your body on that planet is awakened. And you go start studying in the temples. And you decide, what am I going to pull through? And, and so um, I would watch as beings would go into these vessels and freeze, suspend their animation, right? And so as I was being shown Jesus' temple, um, they, he, again, they said, Jesus, the man you know here, held the 12, basically those 12 soul connections, basically embodied, incarnated into the one man you called Jesus, because in that time space, there was a need for that master archetypal energy to be incarnate in one place to teach what it was teaching. So long story short, they showed me, I went into that temple and I saw my one of my bodies, frozen, and it wasn't my body, it was a body I was birthed from, this gets really convoluted again, I don't have words really to explain a lot of this, and um, and basically it was, uh, this is why I use Jesus in the Rainbow Bridge, Jesus Fly, Jesus Now, um, because here I have chosen to hold a cord through space and time to 
the archetypal energy that was trust in Jesus. And it's been my divine purpose here on earth to teach others that there's no such thing as fear as long as you can be in complete trust of everything that you are co-creating. And so, um, there's so much more to that planet. I just wish. Does anybody have a... I haven't even... So, when I was going through it, when I was going through it, this is how crazy my brain was. I had no like, look, this is my family tree, right? I don't know if you can see. I literally drew a tree over there. I had no clue what I was experiencing. Again, I didn't, I didn't write it until I was, um, until I was released from these experiences, and so I just write, not knowing what I was experiencing, um, and I drew these things to try and figure out what was happening to me because I had no clue what I was doing or why I was doing it. Not until the very end when they came through and showed me the heaven planet and showed me what they were trying to teach me that we are all, um, we are, woo, there it is, uh, we are all here um, basically with this ability. All we have to choose is to be conscious and choose to, um, choose to accept and reconcile. First, you have to do it through your physical, emotional, mental body, but you don't even have to do that. You're getting these signs. Look, Jesus was coming through to me. In the first, when I first started walking my path in the physical body, he showed up on the rainbow bridge. I didn't have the perspective or the awareness to understand all the multifaceted kind of connections that were going on behind the scenes, but we're all getting these connections through all space, all time, constantly trying to validate us and help us to just keep getting more clear, keep getting more clear, so we keep on the path, because I tell you, how many of you out there have wanted to give it up? Like, probably over a hundred times. This shit is hard. It's hard. And it's confusing. That's why I put these here. These things are confusing. But the, the main goal of it, or the goal of this book, anyways, was to help people understand it was to help people understand that you already have everything you need and they were telling me that so many people are carrying the timelines of the ascended masters right now and I see it so here's what I put I don't I'm not gonna have time this is this is like the crazy stuff I don't even know if I'd be able to put words to or try and explain because this started happening to me in 2017 Birthing and being birthed, this is what they told me was happening right now for us. Um, this was my master trip I took to Arkansas and was guided. I had no clue this huge Jesus statue. Anyways, just another. And Jesus fly was there too, by the way. Um, so they trying to teach this concept that right now, um, yes, so here's what I understand as far as like ascended masters coming back to this time in our lifetime, right? Is that um, it will happen. I held one of 12, uh, one of 12 timelines and I reconciled that timeline. So somebody else, I've birthed it. I've already birthed it. I've already given up my space in that vessel um, and somebody else has already stepped back in. And so this is how, if you think of our, our matrix like this web, Right now, think of all of us having our own web. Right, we're all the one spider inside this web. And now, look at us—we're all these spiders, and we've all got all of these webs. Right, and so now, see that with our chakras. Now we're all these spiders, all these webs, and all these spiders, and all these webs. This is how this happens. We constantly are moving in these vortex spiders.
spirals, manifesting, self-actualizing. As soon as we learn and hold another space of ourselves and reconcile that timeline, it gets gifted. You see it. You see when your friends, when people are coming into your lives. Yeah, five minutes. Got it. Good. I'm on the like power end of this. So basically, this is this is this is it. Like when when Jesus needs to come back, there will be somebody here that holds the twelve timelines in that vessel. Um, I know I held one. I know somebody else who held one. I see Mother Mary around me all the time. I see Archangel Raphael, Uriel, Jopiel. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. I see you. I see all the ascended masters within you. And um, and so it's honoring that. It's honoring when Shanuel comes to you in a meditation that you're holding a timeline for Shanuel. So how are you going to use it, right? And who are you? And when you're done using it, how are you going to be able to see that? in the person that comes outside of you. And how can you validate that without saying, hey, you're Shanuel? Because I actually had to do that. You know, like I had to do a retreat for friends and tell them who they were. Holy crap, that was interesting. And uh, and so that was the dragon in the mouth, serpent's mouth, go to serpent's mouth. Um, so it's just honoring the light in yourself as it comes through because it's coming through constantly. Um, and like the gentleman before said, um, you know, these ascended masters are multidimensional. They can be everywhere, every every moment, every space, every time. You know, and we're all all doing this together. So just see it in yourself, trust in your own power, and then see it outside of yourself. I know I love no time for questions. I don't even know if I even have questions. But as I get the yarns, I know I'm so long-winded. Uh, anything, anything. I am an open book, so I, everything I do is in the app. Um, I actually downloaded a sequence of four meditations about this being birthing and being birthed as it was coming into my field. Um, the guides had me go in and record these activations, and it has to do with the spine, something about the brainstem, something about the heart. I don't even remember. I recorded them for the people I was birthing timelines to, and I don't even think these guys knew what they were getting into. But um, so they're in the app, and again, everything's free, so please take advantage of it. Um, any questions? Anybody dare to ask a question? Yes. Did you bring your book? My book. So I, my books. I brought my Oracle deck, which is the seventy-seven windows. Um, but I keep my books non-print. I keep them on um, for download. Ebook. That's that's what words. What's the name? Oh, so you can get it. You can find it through the app, um, or if you use my name, Genesee.com, you can download it there. Um, mm-hmm. Any other questions? So. Uh, Dr. Tatiana and I are also going to start doing master archetype retreats, but we'll see when time calls for it. So thank you all so much for letting me 